0: Nine weeks in the books. And here we are sitting at week 10. I mean, to be honest, who thought we were going to get here? Show of hands. Show of hands. Oh, no, no. Put your hand down. No, you put your hand down. You kept it up. You thought it was going to last as long the whole way through. Me? And... I'm not sure. I. I thought they were going to have their stuff together, but I really didn't think we were going to get to Week 10. But here we sit. Obviously, there's a little bit of trepidation as COVID is starting to tick up in the United States population, along with the NFL population and its players. We're seeing cases all over the place right now. Big Ben, the biggest name to have been thrown on the COVID. I think he, he's on the watch list. So he's got... Five days to try to shake it, get tested, test negative, and then go play. But here we go. Week 9 was uh, quite a week. A little bit of money to be had if you had the eye. Although I guess you could say that about every week, right? I If you got the eye and you make all the picks. However, speaking odds-wise, let's say, there was quite a bit of money to be made as there was a lot of dogs that came in. And some nice action as well, along with some intra game action, which we haven't seen a whole hell of a lot of this year, but there was some last week. So, that said, why don't we just jump right into it and take a look back at the week that was, week nine? First down. down. All right. So, like we were saying, the dogs were victorious in week nine they won nine games so they were nine and five and of those nine games five of those victories were outright wins so that was money line victory sir and plenty of money to be had there especially if you did a little parlay action with those dogs Big movement from the open. So these were teams that saw money come flying in on their side. They were 3-3. and The winners were the Packers, Raiders, and Dolphins. Those Dolphins. Tua looks like shit two weeks ago. Looked great last week. And the Raiders, same thing. Terrible good. Terrible good. Packers have been pretty consistent, although there's questions on whether or not they're playing bad teams. But regardless... They had that Thursday night game versus the 49ers. They had a lot of money come in on them, and they were victorious. Now, I said there were three losers, and those were the Steelers, the Colts, and then the Seahawks. Ah! They punished me, Uh, not because uh, I didn't do bad elsewhere. I was awful last week. I was over five with my Super Contest picks. However... Seattle was the one team that I really thought I had a read on. And for some good reason as well, or I shouldn't say good reason, but at least um, there was something out there that made me think that way, and I'll get to that in a little bit. However, let's move over uh, to the overs and unders. The overs and unders were 9-4 in favor of the overs. Overs victorious last week. And they took a couple of weeks off there, you know, uh, over the past recent history. However, it's been an over year on a whole. So let's go over. Let's check out all the teasers. <coughs> Favorites this week teased down were 8-5. and five. Not great. Dogs on the flip side were 11-3. So a total, if you were teasing the... Lines themselves 19 and 8, 19 and 8. So that streak continues on this year. In regard to the over unders, the overs teased down were 11 and 9, the unders teased up were 9 and 5. So right there, you're looking at a total of 20 and 8. So you got it right there, folks 39 and 16. If you were to look at the record for teases, whether lines or over-unders. Now, there were actually three games, too that were just a lock with teases. And they were the Washington football team versus the Giants. They were four and four across the board. Those four obviously being teasers, fave dogs, teasers, over-unders. Houston versus Jackson, also a good four for four, and then you had the Los Angeles Chargers versus the Raiders, who were three for four, and they weren't four for four because the favorites teased down ended up being a push. So here's where we were talking about team money to be made a little bit, intra-game action, teams with a halftime lead. That's where we're going next teams with a halftime lead 8 and 6. Now that has not stuck with the trend for the season because this season it's basically been you know I I mean whatever 9 and uh, 9 and 5, 10 and 4 whatever it might be, it's been infinitely better than 8 and 6. The losers this week. And this is where you know you're sitting on your couch watching a game. Oh shit, they're down. I they got, they got a chance to come back. If you saw that, there was a couple of chances you could have parlayed that stuff. One, let's say the Colts. They ended up losing versus the Baltimore Ravens. So the Ravens came back in that one. The other one, well, let's do it the flip way. I should say the Baltimore Ravens because why would I say the Colts when they were losers? So the losers were the Panthers. They were team number two because of the Chiefs. They came back and won that one. The Chargers, they ended up getting an L, another one. God, that Charger team this year, too much. As the Las Vegas Raiders came back and won that game. The next one, eh, kind of to expect. The Cowboys went down after a halftime lead. Steelers victorious in that one. Cardinals, you know, they're great. And then they have games like this. Defense going to be a problem. Uh, they ended up losing at home to the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. I'm not going to get that whole thing again. You know how to do it. Uh, Jets, they were the last one that fell to the New England Patriots on that Monday night game. Pure fiasco for New England this year. But they got the victory there. Uh, so... I don't know. Hooray. Small victory there for the Patriots. But those were the six losers that had the lead at halftime. Colts, Panthers, Chargers, Cowboys, Cardinals, and Jets. Teams off a of bye. Home teams were 0-3 this week. Washington, Cardinals, Jaguars, all losers. All came off the bye, sitting at home pretty, extra week. lost. Now, the Jaguars lost... But the other team that had a buy, which was the only road-buy team, the Texans, they were winners. So that was the buy game of the week, Jaguars versus the Texans. And altogether, one in three teams off of a buy. Teams on the road featuring a lot of money coming in their way. Three and one this week. And here we go. This is where the Seahawks are going to come into play. The winners this week, Packers, Giants, Raiders. Losers, or should I say loser, the Seahawks. Unbelievable. I I, I thought for sure they, I mean, and that's been a trend. You know, 60, I think last week, the way that I had it, 62% when you see that road team featuring a heavy amount of money on it comes in. And this week, three teams won and one team lost. And that team ended up being the Seahawks. So anybody else that bet the Seahawks, that thought they had a good read on them, I feel your pain. And conversely, you feel mine. So we're all together. All in together now. Wu-Tang Clan. The original name for the RIZA oh, I should know this. Uh, all in together now. RIZA, Old Dirty, and one of the other members made the group all in together now which ended up being uh, nothing because they became the Wu-Tang Clan and rocked bank accounts across the world. So good for them. Uh, all right. So we that was the rundown of last week's betting results. So now let's get down to business brass tacks for this show. And that'll be our look ahead, trying to guess the lines. So if you're familiar with this, you can just fast forward or just tune out for the next 30 seconds if you haven't, you basically try to guess the lines as Vegas would open them up at and then see if there's some kind of disconnect between your line and their line and if there is you know, there might be some value in it and like we proved last week if there's not then you just end up losing a ton of money Mm. so all right, let's just jump into it now let's do our lines second down So, what we'll do here is we will start off with the night games. We will go Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night football, and we'll look at those lines first. So, the first game will be our Thursday night football game which will feature the Colts traveling to Tennessee to face off against the Titans. Titans obviously victorious versus the Chicago Bears last week. Not really much of a game, although kudos to Chicago for bringing that one back from the... I don't know, from the depths of uh, Sunday hell as they were down big time and they ended up losing by seven. Spread was six and a half, so it almost got there for a dog backdoor cover. But it didn't. Titans won that one. Colts, on the other hand, had their game where they had the halftime lead versus Baltimore, and then Baltimore, you know, you you, – can't quite figure them out. It's either, you know, they've got a lot of trouble. They obviously have trouble in the air because their passing game is literally non-existent. And if you watch these games, it's a little frustrating to watch because, for one, you still see, much like last year, I, it, There's a lot of there's a lot of different formations, pistol constantly, which isn't bad if you mix it up. I like the way that the Rams do it. I don't like it the way that the Ravens do it. But who am I to say either way? It's all about success. I'm not an NFL coach. Harbor is so knock yourself out. But I will say it's a little frustrating to watch because you're trying to get a read on this team and you can't tell if they're really good and there's something going on with Lamar, or if this is just who Lamar is. Last year was in aberration and you know, the teams have kind of figured it out. First half, Colts look good. Ravens, not so much. Trouble in the air. They run the game. Colts go in halftime winning. And then all of a sudden in the second half, you're kind of like, oh, well, maybe it's strategic here. Because now that they're pounding the rock and pounding the rock, Colts are getting a little tired here on defense. And now they're starting to go in the air a little bit, just enough. And then they win that game handily uh, by two score. What was the game- the score again? It was the Ravens 24 Colts. 10. So they ended up being victorious by two touchdowns. So let's translate that over to this game. Uh, I don't think it means a whole hell of a lot. I know a lot of a lot of talk to say nothing. Colts going into the Titans here. I think that the Titans are going to be favored. I think the Titans are going to be favored by a little bit. Being at home, Colts obviously showing a big chink in the armor there with the offense being less than impressive, and Rivers continuing this streak of just being unable to stretch the field at all, and kind of questions on their weaponry as well here. I'm going to give the Titans a a three-and-a-half point uh, favorite line here, so Titans three-and-a-half, a a little bit more than a field goal, and I was off, Uh, I was off. By a point and a half, really, actually a a pretty big stretch here as the Titans were favored by two. Favored by two, I had them at three and a half and taking a quick look-see at the current line, it is one and a half. So people are really kind of pounding the Colts, um, which is a shock. I definitely didn't think that the Colts would be getting that kind of love, but Here we are, 2020, who the hell knows? Good Thursday night game. We haven't got a lot of good Thursday night games. We never do. The Thursday night schedule always is pretty mediocre, if not just flat-out shitty. But uh, this week, it's okay. Colts at Titans. Titans currently favored by two. Next game is going to be the Sunday night football game. Another good one, well... uh, Let's pause, pause, not a good one, an okay one. The Pats are really not great. They almost lost to the Jets. So I I guess it's good in the sense that you have a little bit of history here and you have some things to watch, namely the Ravens, whether or not they can get things back uh, fully operational and whether the Patriots can repair their broken team and what Belichick has left in the 2020 tank in terms of his coaching and ability to try to scheme something out of nothing because that team really has nothing in several regards. Uh, So here we got the Patriots going on the road versus the Ravens on the road in New England at Foxborough. I'm going to give the Ravens a lead. I'm going to give them... feel as though a touchdown is a little too much... So, you know, they're going to work the clock a little bit. Maybe they hit New England through the air a little bit. New England on the flip side is going to have Cam. They're going to kill the clock a little bit as well. Okay, so I am going to give the Ravens four and a half points. And, oh, I was wrong. It was six and a half. So the Patriots really not getting love here. Uh, from Vegas, as they're going to be almost a full touchdown underdog at home. And with a quick check, we'll see if that is stuck. And sure enough, it has, as Baltimore actually is up now by seven points. So a full touchdown favorite on the road. The Baltimore Ravens, New England, even at Faxboro, not getting any love. So let's go out to... Oh, this is one of my favorites. It is... Monday Night. With the Minnesota Vikings at the Chicago Bears. I don't know why I'm trying to sound like... Berman. And it was terrible Berman. Anyway... It's still one of my favorites. Uh, I like Sunday Night Football. Thursday Night Football is just a filler. I mean, I don't know what Thursday Night Football would be like with a good slate of games, but we've never seen it. So, in Sunday Night Football, it's it's okay. I just, to me, the beer-drinking night game has always been Monday Night Football. You hear this music, you know, you're out with your buddies, and it's just a good way to start the week since Mondays usually suck anyway. So, here we are. We got... The Vikings versus the Bears. Now, the Vikings are coming off their strong two-game stretch where Dalvin Cook has just lit shit up uh, in terms of performance. He's basically won two games in a row, including that one out in Green Bay, which was a uh, monster loss, a loss for me as well. Um, And then you got the Bears, who are at home, who just can't seem to figure out how to play offense. Now, this has been, what, Three decades, four decades. I, I mean, let's go back to the 86 Bears, right? They won, they won with the monster defense. And then after that, I, you know, they struggle a, a little bit trying to find their own identity. Had a couple of decent years where it was a mixture of the two. But then, you know, they have that run there in 2000, what was it, six when they hit, you know, uh, 2006 when they went to the Super Bowl and it was, they, we are who they thought they were. A little Dennis Green action. That was I mean what Rex chat uh, uh, Rex Grossman at quarterback, I mean, again, offense sucked. And, I mean, this has just been the Bears. The, the Bears' offense, they can't figure out for the life of them what the hell to do. And they piece together these good defenses. And here we are in 2020 witnessing the same thing again. So the Bears are at home. Solid defense. Terrible offense. Vikings coming in. Their offense starting to click a little bit. I Still a ton of question marks and risk factor in terms of Kirk Cousins. However, they've been leaning on Dalvin Cook and it's been working out. The defense getting a little bit... Of familiarity with each other uh, and rookies coming along, that secondary starting to tighten up a little bit. Uh, I think here they're going to make the Vikings a favorite, and I think they'll probably make them because of their hard performance. Uh, over the hard performance, it's not the right word, but because of their stellar performance the past two two games, they'll make them a field goal. Favorite. And I was close, two and a half points. So right now the Bears not really getting any love. And you're basically just saying, you know, we have no faith in anything the Bears can do on offense. So even though the Vikings uh, had a rough beginning of the season, Dalvin Cook should be enough to power these guys to a victory and one of a field goal on the road. So those are your Thursday night, or Thursday night Sunday night, Monday night matchups. Let's go to the one o'clock games. Third down. third down. So we will start off with the Eagles uh, NFC East battle since this is we'll get this out of the way early because nobody wants to talk about this game. It's the Eagles at the Giants, the Eagles stink, the Giants stink. Their records are all, both awful. They're in a terrible division. There's nothing to like about this game unless you are a Giant or Eagle fan, and then you're desperately wanting to see your team win some kind of intra-year Super Bowl as you beat the shit out of the other team because there is a lot of hatred on both sides of the pole here, which is kind of weird because the Eagles fans, you know, there aren't in Pennsylvania and Philadelphia, but there is a strong contingency in South Jersey, and then the Giants are North Jersey, so it's the more or less the New Jersey Civil War in a way here. So Eagles are going to have a road by. So they got the week off, two weeks to prepare for this game. The Giants are going to be coming off that gigantic victory versus the Washington Redskins. Stop that. It's not the Washington Redskins, Rich. It's the Washington football team. So I think what will happen here is the Eagles will get the lead. lead. They'll get the line. They'll be favorites. Um, I don't think it'll be too aggressive because of the Giants' Gritty defensive performance over the past couple weeks. They've also played each other twice in X amount of weeks, right? They played three weeks ago, four weeks ago. Now they're playing here again. Um, So let's make the Eagles a favorite by a field goal. Three-point road favorite. And I was close. Three and a half points is the line. So, obviously, um, Giants, they're getting a little bit of love here because you would think that, well, no, not really, because the the Eagles have had a really rough year. So, this is just a push. Uh, Both these teams stink, and they're letting the Eagles, because of the better team, get the three-point on the road favorite line. So, Jags, Packers, why don't we tackle this one next? Jags are going to be in. Green Bay at Lambeau Field facing off against Aaron Rodgers and the Pack. Pack here is going to be a heavy favorite. How much, I'm not quite sure. The Jags put up a valiant effort versus the Texans last week. Uh, Jake Luton uh, stepping in there, and I think he's going to get the go again this year. DJ Shark, for all you fantasy uh Managers there got a game out of him for the first time in I don't know how long. Uh, he's been injured pretty much all year. He was okay in the beginning and then he just vanished. Well, he started off with a touchdown right out of the gate. So, um, Packers are going to be the favorite. I'm going to give them over a, a touchdown line here. I'll make it Packers. Do I want to give them the 10 points and, and two scores? Uh, the full two? No, let, let's get make up nine and a half. And uh oh. <laughs> Couldn't be more wrong about that one. The Packers, almost a two-touchdown favorite in this game at home. You know, I get it because the Jaguars are really not great. But 13.5 points is a little aggressive. Do a quick check. It's 13 currently. So that line hasn't really moved. So be it. Um, maybe if uh, you like the road dogs, maybe the Jags here. But I mean, obviously, I don't think the win. That would be. Although I'd like to see what the money line is. You want to talk about money line parlays just to throw some something up against the wall. You could throw the Jags with something. But. Next game will be in Detroit as the Lions will be at home hosting that Washington football team. Don't say the other word, Rich. No, I won't. I know. I understand. It's offensive. Uh, Washington coming off that tough loss to the Giants where they lost uh, their starting quarterback as they'll now be going to Alex Smith, if you can believe that. Alex Smith coming back and it looks like he's limping around during the entire game it's like he's got this busted up leg still years later but um, he's going to get to go here and it's going to be Washington underdogs in this game Lions not great so they're not going to go too crazy with this one they'll give them a field goal but Washington's going to Alex Smith maybe a little bit more three and a half points is the guess and whoa it is. Thank you very much. If I do say my say so myself, Lions three and a half at home. Now, the Texans, who played the Jaguars, who we just spoke about one game ago, are going to be on the road yet again. They were on the road in Jacksonville last week. They're going to hit the bricks and go to Cleveland and face off against the Browns. Browns are going to be coming off of a bye, so they got a full two weeks to prep for this game. Unfortunately, oh no, it's... Baker Mayfield, COVID, uh, COVID. Uh, he doesn't have it though. He's on the watch list. So it, we will have to wait and see if he comes back. Let's assume for the sake of making the lines, he does come back. Texans can't favor them on the road. Browns have been disappointing or maybe not so much. Maybe they're just not a great team. In this game, Texans' defense is bad. Texans on the road. Browns, this is just going to be one of those punt games. Uh, field goal favorite for the home team. That's that's where they're going to go. The Close. Two and a half. So uh, This game, really, it, it just tough to read either of these teams. The Texans can light it up, but then again, they light it up, and then they let Jacksonville back in that game, or they don't let them back in the game. They just let them continue to score. Uh, defense really bad, and the Browns, you know, who knows what to make of them. And this game might even be off the board right now with uh, with Baker Mayfield being in COVID watch. Uh, it's not, and they're still a three-point favorite there. So they're the field goal that I predicted. It actually went half a point in their favor. Buccaneers got demolished, demolished on Sunday Night Football. And that game stunk. It was not fun to watch. Bucks look terrible. Of course, the overreaction the next day was the Bucks were finished. I don't know if they're finished. Uh, I they, they have some some issues that they're battling right now, um, you know. But come to be expected when you have a smorgasbord of a team, and then you're throwing things in week nine like Antonio Brown, I, I, you know, you're just going to have these hiccups. It, it's been two in a week, two in a row, though. However, because the week before they were on the road versus the Giants, and they almost lost that one as well. So here we have the Buccaneers traveling into Carolina. So Tampa will be able to get some nice Carolina-based, vinegar-based barbecue sauce uh, on some kind of pulled pork, right? That's the Carolina barbecue is the vinegar-based pulled pork deliciousness. So he'll get to get a big plate of that, and he'll probably get a small plate of points as Vegas will favor them. I don't know. Probably somewhere around the tune of a field goal. Um, You can't go much more than that, right? Because the Panthers are good Not to mention that they just gave Kansas City a run for their money. So, you know, if you make a more than a three-point favorite at home, it's going to be something to question. So let's open up the uh, envelope here, and the answer is six? What the hell? Six, huh? I don't see that at all. That is the first question I have on these lines. And let's see where it stands as of right now. Because I would think that a six-point line in favor of the Bucs in Carolina on the road would get hit the other way pretty hard. And it's still five. So it people came in a little bit on the Panthers here and brought the six to five. But my initial guess of three was way, way, way off. So, all right, that's the one o'clock games. Now we've got one more down, one more plate of action. And that is going to be all of our five. Four o'clock games. Fourth down. down. And the first one, let's talk about Tua, huh? He goes into Arizona, performs really well there uh, in the four o'clock game last week. Now he's going to be coming home, and they're going to be hosting the Chargers, where you got Justin Herbert, who was great all year long, and but then lose loses the Raiders, so go figure. But I, I don't know if that's necessarily on him. Obviously, a crazy ending to that game. Um, Dolphins here are going to get the home Home line, Um maybe. What do you think? You, you give them a a three point. Uh, give him a field goal or a little bit more than a field goal. I don't think you can go more than a field goal. I think you're probably going to have to go three points here because I mean the Charges have been a darling child of Vegas so far. So and they throw they score points. I mean it's it's not their fault. Their coach stinks on ice and keeps blowing these victories. So let's make them um, a three point. Let's go a three point, uh, three point line in, in, in leaning toward the dolphins here. I, and as I fumble my tongue yet again, and oh! three points, it is. three points. It is adjusted a little bit. is now two and a half, but it was three to open. So on the money there with the chargers and the dolphins, And if we want to stay out west, the AFC West Broncos facing off against the Las Vegas Raiders at the Death Star. Shoot the Death Star! Shoot the Death Star! Anybody that plays pinball knows exactly what I'm talking about. I think I made that reference last week, too. Anyway, uh, Raiders at the Death Star. Going to be favored here. Broncos have a tough defense, so they're not going to give the Raiders too many points. I'm going to say, I'm just going to snap call. It's going to be a field goal here. Can't give them too many. Raiders are not uh, you know, sold uh, on many people as a, a team that could really compete. However, they keep playing well. So let's go Raiders three. Broncos underdogs by four. One point off there. So uh, close. No cigar there, Richie, uh, as you try to guess that one. Raiders favored by three at home. Next up will be the Cardinals. So the Cardinals, we talked about the Dolphins to start off the 4 o'clock games. The team that they defeated will have a second home game here, and they'll be facing off against the Bills, who have to fly cross-country after the Bills took on and took over the Seattle Seahawks in that crazy point fest. Um, Cardinals here will probably be the favorite, and I, I would imagine... It this is just going to be a push, right? Because they're going to look at the bills. They're going to be like, "Look, you're coming back to coming back to reality here. You beat the Seattle, but if you watch the game, Seattle was all over you, and it's just Seattle's mistakes kind of more or less won you that game. The Cardinals, I, you know, you, you got a little bit of the coach getting used to NFL life. Um, you know, a bad spot there last week. They, I, I still feel like they should have won that game. So here, you're going to have two even teams. I'm going to give a field goal, three-point favorite Cardinals, home field advantage, which, again, doesn't exist. And two and a half, so close enough. So the Bills going to be a dog there on the road. I bet they get a little bit of love there, the uh, Bills on the road, um, for whatever reason. I, I think people like, the, like that Bills team more than I do. So the next game up will be a – oh, this could have been a game – uh, 10 weeks ago. Now it is duty. 49ers versus the Saints in New Orleans. 49ers rode by here. Saints coming off the monster 30, whatever, three win, 35-3, if I remember right, versus the Bucks, which we talked about previously. Um, I'm not going to go too much into this. The 49ers have no offense, no defense. Everybody's hurt. They're piecing things together. It's going to be Nick Mullins again. Uh, Rotation at running back. Uh, you know, maybe they get some of their wide receivers back. Uh, I'm going to go Saints by six and a half, and it is Saints by six and a half. So I was good there. But I just uh, I saw this before, and let me pull it up because since I am looking at some of these lines live as I'm doing this, I will say that this got pounded a little bit. So right now, this is actually Saints by nine and a half. So opened at six and a half. I was right there. But then people jumped in and pounded this line to a full nine and a half. Is there value there in the 49ers? You know what? That mentality is the same one I had last week when they played against the Packers and they were home. And it didn't work out so well. So I am staying away from this one altogether. Seahawks, they lost last week. They killed me. They absolutely positively (laughs) killed me. Uh, There went all of my bets because I had them pretty much linked to all of them. I shouldn't throw it, Rich. Uh, I know. Uh, They are going to be traveling to Los Angeles facing off against the Rams, who will be coming off a home buy. And hopefully during that home buy, uh, they can get Mr. Goff's head straight and get him to perform with a little bit more consistency because – God damn, this year has been so frustrating if you're watching Rams games, if you have any interest in in them. I don't know if you're a fan, but if you are, then yeah, sure, you'd feel the same way. But Goff has been so off and on, off and on. It's just insane. I, I can't imagine it's easy to be a member of this team or a fan of this team with the performances you get there. And McVay, kudos, dude, because I don't know how you can coach from game to game uh, given that you don't know what you're going to get out of golf at any given time. So here you're going to have the Seahawks coming in. Um, Man, I would ultimately like to make the Seahawks the favorite, but we're trying to guess the line, and I personally, my gut, I would make the Seahawks a three-point favorite. I think they're going to go the Rams and make them the home favorite, um, throwing away the crappy golf games and going with the good golf games. So that being the case, I'll make the Rams a favorite. Uh, A field goal would be home field advantage, making the teams even. I think the Seahawks are better. So while my gut says Seahawks three, I'm going to go Rams two. (laughs) (laughs) Money in the bank Rams by 2 It is And let's see if that line has moved Because that would be interesting to see If people have jumped on Seattle Um, And now it is Rams by 1.5 So half point movement Towards Seattle So people do like Seattle in that spot Last game For all the marbles folks Bengals at the Steelers. I don't know why this game would be for all the marbles. It wouldn't be unless you are a degenerate gambler, but it happens to be the final game on my list here, just the way that I wrote it. So that makes it the final one. And Cincinnati... I don't know. Um, Steelers here. Obviously, Big Ben is in the COVID protocol. Uh, he is being watched. So I guess he has five days to test negative and play. He doesn't. He hasn't contracted or tested positive. He's been in contact with Advanced McDonald, the tight end. So I'm going to give the Steelers the favorite line here. More than a field goal. Bengals are pretty bad, but the Bengals score points. So, you know, you got to dial it up a little bit. Am I going to make them a field? a full touchdown favorite? I don't think so. I think I'm probably uh maybe six and a half or seven. Six and a half for seven. Six and a half for seven. Let's go let's go seven. Let's go seven and go heavy. I mean it, it is the Bengals. You can't really give them much more than that because the Bengals have stuck in all these games and they've thrown the ball all over the field. Now the Steelers defense is good. Maybe they think that they just really beat the shit out of the Bengals having having all the problems that they have. Uh, this year, and that they've jettisoned some of their uh, better players. Carlos Dunlop, gone, see it out of here. But I'm going to go Steelers seven points. Uh oh, ten points, ten points. Favorite Steelers at home. I guess obviously this board going to be off the board. Uh, uh, this game is going to be off the board. So I'm not going to go and look to see if there's an adjusted line. But Steelers by ten. It's pretty hefty. I mean, they they just. Uh, Won versus the Cowboys, but didn't cover and struggled in that game kind of mightily. Uh, Defense bailed him out there. Uh, And, you know, obviously if Big Ben comes back, he's got the bad knees now that he's going to be playing with. I'm not so sure. So, um, but tough, tough to get on the Bengals for anything, right? I mean, it's just not, uh, it's not the team or the... Hill, you want to fight for? So, uh, all right. So that's it. Those are all the games so far. We covered the the recap of last week, and then we had our night games, our one o'clock games, and our four o'clock games. We also had some buys buys this week: Jets, Chiefs, Cowboys, and Falcons. All of them get to lick their wounds if they have any, with the exception of the Chiefs and I guess the Falcons. They're tearing. On a little bit of a tear here, but otherwise, I will talk to everybody on Thursday or later, uh, depending on when I can hook up with my brother for our gambling show. So, till then, all the best. Hope everybody enjoys. Arrivederci, sayonara, Audi 5000.